0: Hello everybody, my name is Landon, and it's nice to listen to episode 206 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast.
1: Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Thank you, Father,
2: for another podcast. Father, you are the eternal God, the creator of all things. You are the source of all truth, the source of all knowledge, the source of all existence. And we praise and honor you and uh, glorify you for your sovereignty, for your providence, for your justice, your righteousness, and your grace and your mercy. And we thank you that you have provided for us a means of salvation through the Lord Jesus Christ and his sacrifice on the cross. And we thank you that he is the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings, and that he will one day rule over this earth with a rod of iron, and that we might honor him and serve him uh, without the hindrance of these uh, fleshly bodies, without the hindrance of the flesh fighting against our spirit but being freed from the bondage of sin with the final resurrection body that you will provide for us. Thank you for these things, Father, and in Christ's name we pray. Amen.
0: Amen. Brain, how art thou you, bro?
2: I'm doing well. I <laughs> fought off a stomach virus the last couple of days, but oh, I'm, doing, no. I'm doing a lot better today. So,
0: Oh, that's good yeah. to hear. Those are not fun, bro. Those are not fun,
2: yeah. They just kind of knock you down, drain you of energy, you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: But yeah, hope everybody, hope the audience is doing well, and hope nothing's going around that's uh giving people um making them feel bad, you know.
0: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, There's something going out, going on around people are getting sick. I know. Our church folk are uh been uh some being you know dealing with uh sickness and uh, and for whatever reason, the stomach virus has been the one lately going around.
2: But. Yeah, that's must have been what hit me. I, I miss CrossFit because of it, and I don't like missing CrossFit.
0: Oh, <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: by the way, uh, I saw Chicken Little, he was running down the street the other day, uh, screaming something about the, the sky falling. Oh, no, yeah, he, he <laughs> told me. Little. He told me to tell you hi.
0: Well, told Chicken Little, I say hi back. Okay. <laughs> well,
2: I told him, look, the Earth's still spinning, so I think everything will be okay. Everything's
0: gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, for sure. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff, bro.
2: Unless you're a fat flat earther, then you don't believe this Earth is uh, You
0: know. Yeah. Yeah. Then. Yeah, Maybe no, the no, believe
2: right. A big turtle's holding it up. I don't know.
0: You know, bro, at this point, a yeah. big old spaghetti monster up in the sky, you know, might be running things. So, you know, I just, yeah, well, he might be, but yeah, crazy I, ideas, you know. I don't
2: know that. I'd call him a spaghetti monster,
0: <laughs>
2: right? No, that no, no, not, no. That might not be the right. That
0: that that's not gonna fly. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. Funny stuff. Well, hey, bro. We're going to start with a little bit of controversy this morning. This morning. Oh, what like, did I say morning? It's afternoon. We ever start this I, what else is new, right? <laughs> Drama follows. Hello. <laughs> uh, but no, something that has been pretty much everywhere. You open up, uh, you know, any of your favorite social platform or you read up on any news, especially from uh Christian realm, evangelicalism. And I'm sure everybody has seen... Pastor Alistair's bag, face plastered all over the place with him not recanting or repenting on his comments regarding advice she, he gave to a grandmother regarding her grandson's marriage to a trans transgender woman. I'm sure everybody has seen that kind of you know and a lot of people have chimed in a lot of people have opined uh, in regards to brother Alistair bag pro <laughs> you need to repent and uh brain uh if you had brother uh, alister bag right in front of you what would, what would you say to him oh man you twisted it on me
2: <laughs> i thought i was going to get the answer to the question at the grandma <laughs> <laughs> but, right, hold on. You, let, that okay. So, all. with
0: that in mind, <laughs> <Okay>. getting your <laughs> response, or you were okay. talking to him, you know, like a brother, let me tell you a little bit of the backstory. So, the backstory is that, again, Pastor Alistair Bank, uh, obviously, this weekend, it's been almost a little less than a week than uh, when it first came up unnoticed. And uh, so on this weekend during one of his sermons at his uh, church, a churchy pastor, uh, he refused to back down, you know, following the backlash over uh, the advice uh, he gave to a Christian grandmother regarding the wedding of her grandson to a transgender woman. Uh, so, It was in a podcast for his radio ministry, uh, Truth for Life. Uh, And I'm going to read a little bit here on The Ohio-based pastor discussed the advice he gave to a grandmother who asked him whether she should attend her grandson's wedding to a transgender person. He told her that as long as her grandson was aware of her disapproval, it was okay for her to attend and that she should even buy them a gift. He argued that staying away from the ceremony could reinforce judgmental stereotypes about the church and that attending could build bridges with an unbelieving culture. His comments led to the American Family Radio, run by the American Family Association, dropping his program. Addressing the controversy in front of his congregation at Parkside Church in Cleveland on Sunday, and this, it was this past Sunday. Beck suggested the pushback from critics reflected a form of uh, Pharisaism and suggested that Christians attending same-sex weddings was no different to Jesus eating with sinners. Whoa. He also suggested that his answer was specific to the particular circumstances of the grandmother and could not necessarily be applied to every situation. And I'm quoting him directly here. It says, in that conversation with that grandmother, I was concerned about the well-being of their relationship more than anything else. Hence, my counsel. Don't misunderstand that in any way at all. Don't misunderstand that in any way at all, he said. Uh, If I was on the receiving end of another question about another situation from another person at another time, I may answer absolutely different. But in that case, I answer in that way, and I would not answer in any other way, no matter what anybody says on the Internet. He continued to say, if people want me to recant and to repent, I repent daily because I say a lot of things that I shouldn't say. But the fact of the matter is, I'm not ready to repent over this. I don't have to. And it says, uh, comments by the influential 71-year-old have steered debate on both sides of the Atlantic with Christian concerns Paul's Huxley calling it deeply unwise counsel. And then it goes on to say, uh, he argued that the participation nature of a wedding ceremony makes it challenging for Christians to attend without signaling their approval and that Christians themselves could be tempted. The ceremony and reception are going to present this union as beautiful and good. Many Christians who know and believe that what the Bible says about sexuality will still be emotionally vulnerable to this kind of deception. A strong story, the smiles on people's faces, music, dance, wine. Many Christians have been tempted by such things to believe that sin isn't such a deal after all. On top of these temptations, the Christian is going to be pressed by others in attendance. Wasn't that beautiful? They make such an adorable couple, don't they? How many Christians will defy? Definitely handle that situation without either compromising or causing a scene. So that was a comment from somebody that disagreed with uh, uh, Pastor Begg. So with that said, brother, and with the setup I did on you, (laughs) let's (laughs) say you were walking by in a place and you happened to stumble upon Alistair Begg. And you started a conversation in regards to, to those comments to try to understand, right? Although you already know that what he commented was bad counsel but obviously you're going to let him explain more what would be your interaction like
2: the answer that he gave her undermines her position
1: mm-hmm.
2: that she disapproves of it by showing up to the wedding she said it, it's a statement that she does approve of right. what's happening okay right so her actions are contradictory to what she tells her grandson. Oh, I
0: don't. Now, let me that. ask you and clarify something right before you step on to the next. So, putting it in a place where if she even tells her grandson, I disapprove, I, I, I am not for this, but then ends up showing up to the ceremony, does that give confidence to him that he's supporting her? Although she said, She's not for it. I mean, okay, I misunderstood. Let me so, get your right. okay, so I'll put it this so, way: so you know, I let pretend I'm the grandmother. I told grandson, you know what? I can't okay. do. I cannot attend because I don't approve of this. The Bible says A, B, C, D.
2: Right. right.
0: She made that clear. Made that clear. After counsel, I ended up showing up to the wedding. What is that going to tell the grandson? Does she really believe what she is telling me? That that, she doesn't. It
2: tells the grandson that she's a hypocrite. Mm. that that she doesn't stand by her belief.
1: Mm. Let me give you a scripture out of 2 uh, Corinthians. Um, let me find it again.
0: I think All that's right. the place where a lot of people are missing the mark on this, brother.
2: Well, let me read this scripture and, and then we can discuss it from there. Mm-hmm. O ye Corinthians, our mouth is open unto you, our heart is enlarged. You are not straightened in us, but you are straightened in your own bowels. Now for a recompense in the same, I speak as unto my children, be ye also enlarged. Be ye not, be not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship? has righteousness with unrighteousness? And what communion has light with darkness? And what cord has Christ with Belial? Mm. Or what part has he that believes with an infidel? Yeah. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For ye are the temple of the living God, as God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Mm. Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate," says the Lord, "and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now, yes, Jesus ate with the publicans and sinners, but he didn't participate in their sin. Mm. I never saw. Jesus, I, I didn't. I don't recall any passage in the Bible where. Jesus walked into the Roman uh, temples, and you know, and uh, fellowshiped with the temple prostitutes Mm
1: -hmm.
2: of the the goddess gods of uh, the hierarchical hierarchical gods Mm -hmm. of Rome. When did he ever go into a Roman temple and participate with? no, No, I'm not saying that he would ever commit adultery or fornication, but just being present there while they're doing those things. Mm -hmm. I mean, who could ever even imagine Christ being in a Roman temple when they're committing all kinds of horrible, evil, sinful uh, sexual practices, fornication, adultery, sexual perversions, and just kind of sit there and go... I don't approve of this, but I'm going to come in and fellowship with you, right? When did, when did Christ ever do that?
0: Nowhere, bro. Nowhere.
2: When he's, when he sat down with the with the sinners and the pub pupkins, he was the boss. He was in charge, and they mm. listened to him. Right. And they right. did, They had dinner the way he determined they would have dinner. They. It wasn't a drunken or, drunken orgy. Yeah. They came to listen to him because they were sinners in need, and they wanted to hear what Christ had to say. They were sinners and publicans who were had a mindset of repentance. yeah, and they want you know, and this was the accusation of the Pharisees, by the way, and the Pharisees, I mean, they were so self-righteous that even if those publicans and sinners were hearing the gospel and going, oh, man, my soul is stirred by the gospel. I, I, I really want to hear more about this. Mm-hmm. The right. Pharisees mm-hmm. would have condemned them regardless, right? right, because of their self-righteousness. They thought, oh, we're in Abraham. We're secure. And Christ told them, and even John the Baptist told them, don't you depend on Abraham. Yeah. Because you need the Messiah. You need salvation. And you don't even recognize that you need salvation because you're so filled with your own self-righteousness. That you're blind to yourself. Mm. So, I, I have the highest regard and respect for Alistair Begg. I always have. But I'm sorry. He's wrong on this one.
0: Absolutely. I am 100% with you. Now, let me give you a little context of exactly what he said. I have the transcript right here in front of me. And again, it was during one of his uh, Truth for Life podcasts that he hosts. And they have a and a section at times. They have people call in with questions. So again, um, this is exactly what he quoted. And he says, we feel questions all the time that go along the lines of my grandson is about to be married to a transgender person, and I don't know what to do about this. And I'm calling to ask you to tell me what to do, which is a huge responsibility, Bag says. He continues, and in a conversation like that just a few days ago, and people may not like this answer, but I asked a grandmother who was calling, calling in with the question, does your grandson understand your belief in Jesus? She answered, yes. Does your grandson understand that your belief in Jesus makes it such that you can countenance in any affirming way the choices that he has made in his life? Yes, she answered. I said, well, then, okay, as long as he knows that, then I suggest that you do go to the ceremony, and I suggest that you buy them a gift. Oh, she said, what? She was caught off guard. I said, oh, yeah, I would have been. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Absolutely. I yeah. said, well, here's the thing. Your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people are what I always thought. Judgmental, critical and prepared to countenance anything. Talking about Christians in general. Beg added. Okay,
2: can I pause you for a moment? Absolutely. You're going to keep going and I'm going to totally lose all my I, You got
0: to pause me, bro, because, you know, all I'll right. keep going and going.
2: Now, go back in that last part, just that little last part. Read it again.
0: I said, and I quote, well, here's the thing. Your love for them may catch them off guard, but your absence will simply reinforce the fact that they said these people, meaning Christians, are what I always thought. Judgmental. Critical. Okay.
2: Okay. We got that, right?
0: Mm-hmm. They're
2: going to they're try to say that we're judgmental and all that.
1: Right?
0: Absolutely.
2: They're going to say that anyway. Mm-hmm. regardless of what we do. Right. She can show up to the wedding. And they'll still say, well, she's just judgmental because she doesn't believe in what we're doing. Right. And look at her. She doesn't have, have the conviction of her own state of her own uh, belief because she, here she is showing up at our wedding and she doesn't even, she not even have her own her convictions. not even that strong. I mean, did she change her mind?
1: Right.
2: Her actions are not matching her words.
1: Right. Right.
2: So it doesn't matter. Why are we always so concerned with what unbelievers think? Right. They're going to think whatever they think. So what? Our duty is to stay true to God and his word. Amen. Unbelievers, especially unbelievers that have gone that far into iniquity,
1: Mm-hmm.
2: they're going to think whatever they think and they're going to call us judgmental. They're going to do all, they're going to say all kinds of things and showing up at the wedding is not going to get her any closer to winning her certain her son to Christ or was it her son, her grandson, her, her grandson. It's not going to get her any closer to winning him to Christ.
0: But bro, wait a minute. How else are you supposed to love the sinner? You know, love the, the
2: sinner. you got to love him. Okay. So, Let's see if we can see it from a different angle. All right. Question. Mm -hmm. If a wife has an alcoholic husband. And he tells her, Hey, I'm out of beer. Can you go out and get me some beer at the store? And she says, well, I don't approve of your drinking because you know, you show signs of being alcoholic, but I don't approve. But it's just to show you that I love you. I will go out and get your beer and bring it back for you. Now, is the wife doing the right thing? Is that going to gender her toward bringing her husband into the, into right thinking concerning his alcoholism? Or is that going to hurt the situation?
0: It depends who you ask. Are you talking from a Christian perspective or a worldly perspective? (laughs)
2: <laughs> a Christian perspective. Here's a look. All right, Thess- Christian
0: perfecta, I'll give you the quick answer. No, obviously she won't be benefiting him and whatsoever. No. First uh,
2: Thessalonians 5, beginning with verse 21. Prove all mm-hmm. things, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. Abstain from all appearance of evil.
1: Mm-hmm. If
2: the grandmother attends the grandson's wedding, mm-hmm. Is she abstaining from all appearance of evil? No. No. Now, do you know what enabling is? Are you you familiar with it? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. So here's the the psychological definition of enabling. Enabling usually refers to patterns that appear in the context of drug or alcohol misuse and addiction. Mm -hmm. But according to the American Psychological Association, It can refer to patterns within close relationships that support any harmful or problematic behavior and make it easier for that behavior to continue.
0: Mm, Absolutely. So,
2: by the grandmother showing up at the wedding, she is enabling destructive behavior that her grandson is involved in. He's destroying his own soul. He's alienating himself from God. He's alienating himself from any hope of redemption by embracing sexual perversion, sin, and iniquity. Mm. Now, is she in? If she shows up at the wedding, is she enabling that behavior? Is that going to get her any closer to bringing him to the gospel? How do you? how do you
1: how do you help an alcoholic uh, overcome his alcoholism
0: you cut him off
1: you, you, yeah
2: you cut him off
0: mm-hmm.
2: no i'm not going to go get your beer for you i don't I... approve of your drinking because it's killing you mm-hmm. i will not participate in your self destruction that's the most loving thing you can do for them. The most loving thing that grandma could have done for grandson is to say, I will not attend your wedding because it's an abomination before the Lord. Uh-huh. And, you didn't. and you need to repent, right? Absolutely. And you need to stop this, this self-destructive behavior that's going to destroy your soul. And it's going to destroy you mentally and physically. I will not be a part of that. I love you too much to be a part of that.
0: Perfect. And you said it right there. I yeah. say, but I love you. And this is how I love you, by not supporting by you, not, not enabling you in your own sin.
2: Well, Grandma, you're just, ju- you're just one of those judgmental Christians. You know what? God is the righteous judge. Absolutely correct. God is the righteous judge, and you will stand before him one day and give an account. If in your mind, in your self-righteous mind, that's a problem for you, then you need to repent. Because guess what Mm -hmm. you just did, grandson? You just judged me. Right. For being judged, calling me judgmental. Therefore, you are also judgmental. Mm. You're making a judgment on me. I'm making a judgment on you. Your judgment on me is an unrighteous, self serving judgment. My judgment on you is a biblical judgment based upon God's word and based upon God's creation,
1: mm-hmm. how
2: he designed us and created us. My judgment on you is a loving judgment rebuking you for sin and, and put, you know, I'm not going to enable your sin and I'm, I'm going to call you to repentance. That's a loving judgment. Your judgment on me is not loving. It's self-centered. Because you want what you want. You want your sin. You love your sin. And your self-destructive behavior, that's what you love. And anybody who calls you out on it, you're going to lash out in your own self-righteous judgment against them and call them judgmental. So you have become a hypocrite by calling me judgmental because you are doing the same thing. Matthew seven says, don't do the same thing that you're calling somebody else out on. Otherwise you are a hypocrite. You are in a false judgment.
0: That's right. That's right. So, uh, you
2: know, it goes both ways.
0: Yeah, no, that's fantastic. It's so true. Everything you're saying, um, Uh, Because looking at it from that perspective, and you can tell right away, that was really, really bad counsel on Beg's part. Just the fact that you're throwing somebody or letting somebody know it's okay for you to go to this ceremony. That, first of all, goes against God's design in marriage. He is the one that basically uh, uh, invented marriage, his own design. And tell someone to go and support something that it's not. It just goes against the Christian council. So big time error on his behalf. Now, the fact that he's not recanting on this father after many have reached out to him, ask him to, you know, brother, change your mind, repent. You know, this is bad. This is not good. Uh, It's it's being stubborn in that regard. I say stubborn because he's showing no signs of repentance. Obviously, he believed, really, on he's standing on what he said. Brother, for his own sake, you know, does he need to repent ASAP? Does he need to come to a, okay, let me really see what I did here and repent? Or does he continue, if he continues with his stubbornness regarding, no, I'm not repenting, I'm not recanting, I don't think any, I don't see anything wrong with what I said. What do you think the repercussions of this could be in his life and hers, you know, a pastoral life more than anything?
2: He needs to repent of his empathy for mm-hmm. a sinful lifestyle.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: He's being too empathetic. Yeah. Too much empathy. He needs to get a little bit more stern. Christ yes. called out the Pharisees in a very stern way, so did John the Baptist. Yeah. Okay. But they were the they were the Pharisees. They weren't the sinners. Christ was kind to the sinners, but what did he do to the rich man?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: The rich said, what must I do to have eternal life? Keep the commandments. I've kept them all from my, from my youth. And Christ called him out on the first one and pointed out that he was committing idolatry because he worshiped money more than he worshiped God. Mm. Oh, that was such an unloving thing for Christ to do. My goodness, he just didn't have enough empathy for this poor rich man. He might have had problems in his life that caused this issue. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. That's not how Christ did things. He called him out. Yeah, and he didn't. And then he didn't go and per- participate in his idolatry or enable his idolatry. He called it out and said, "You need to repent of this."
0: Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's too much empathy. Telling telling the grandmother to go to the grandson's you know abomination of a wedding. That's too much empathy. And yeah. that that is, it's contrary to scripture, and it's contrary to her beliefs. Right. And so she just violated scripture and her beliefs. If she did go to the wedding, I don't know if she did or not. But I mean, yeah, he needs to repent of that, or at least come, at least re, go back and reconsider the scriptures, right? And mm-hmm. re, and and stop being so empathetic. This is a problem in Christianity right now we don't like being criticized we're so Mm. we're so doggone thin-skinned look you know what when i went into boot camp thin skin didn't work we got screamed at yelled at pushed you know yeah i mean then i went into law enforcement it got even worse (laughs) i mean i was called every name i was called every name in the book and a lot of them that weren't even in the book.
0: <laughs> Did you have a safe I, space, bro, where you can go and, you know.
2: I, I know. Yeah, my safe space was yeah. my patrol car. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my, I was threatened. My dog was threatened. I didn't even have a dog. My wife was threatened. My family was threatened. They were going to come and kill all of us. I mean, some of these guys, <laughs> I mean, you know, they, I mean, all this stuff. I mean, they were attacking everything they could verbally. Yeah, yeah. And this was, you know what that is? A lot of it. it it's just a child throwing a tantrum.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. They
2: were made responsible for something, probably the first time in their life, and they throw a tantrum in the back of the police car. And I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to come after you. I'm going to, you know, I heard it all.
1: Yeah, yeah, right. If
2: I had thin skin, I wouldn't have lasted half a day in that job. Christians got to get thicker skin and just stay with the scriptures. Stop being so empathetic e- em- em- empathetic. <laughs> Stop having so much empathy, right? Yeah, right. Empathetic is what I meant to say. Yeah. Pronounce it, right? I mean, been in the south too long. <laughs> 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 starting to pronounce oh, man. words weird ways. But anyway, <laughs> Uh, uh, but but you get my point. I mean, it, it's we got to stop. Oh, they're going to criticize me. Oh, they're going to call me judgmental. Oh, I'm not going to be able to get them to the gospel because I need to be just kind and sweet and nice and loving. No, you need to call them out for their sin and tell them to repent.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: And the Holy Spirit will do the rest. And don't participate. Right. Right. Be separate, saith the Lord. Touch not the unclean thing. That wedding was an unclean thing.
0: And going back to the fact that Elisabeth said, I am more concerned with the relationship between the grandmother and the grandson shows this regard for showing more concern for the truth of the word of God. Oh my goodness. What so- happened? There? It's like, and bro, and not just, not even Alice, well, not even, but Alice Bragg because he's a known pastor, he pastors a large church, but overall, Christians just trying to be empathetic with non-believers in regards to how else can I ever reach him for God's kingdom without, you know, being there for them on blank, 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 you know, whatever sin they're involved with. Instead of, you know what, if you truly love them, you would preach the gospel right away. And you will show them love in that regard. And the ultimate goal is for them to hear the gospel and let the Holy Spirit do its work. Not us do the work, bro. We then tend to think that uh, the more we speak, the more we, you know, we lay it on them and continue to, that it's, that's going to work. And we forget about the Holy Spirit's work in salvation. You remind yeah. them, you continue to preach the gospel.
2: God, God never does
0: that with us. Right.
2: When he disciplines us, he makes it very clear. Oh, no, 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 no. You, you, you're, you're going to be grieving the spirit until you get this right. Mm, right? That's right. He doesn't come along and say, oh, buddy, buddy, it's okay. We'll just try to have a good relation. No, he doesn't do that. Listen to this. This is out of Luke 14. Mm-hmm. Uh there and there went great multitudes with him, and he turned and said unto them, If any man come to me and hate not his father and mother and wife and children and brethren and sisters, yea. And his own life also, he cannot be my disciple. And whosoever does not bear his cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. For which of you, intending to build a tower, sits down first and, and counts the cost, whether he have sufficient to finish it, and so forth. So, But he's talking about families being mm-hmm. split up and separated based upon Believer versus unbeliever. And he's, he's saying, if you don't make me first, if you don't put me as your highest priority, the word of God as your highest priority, and obeying it, regardless of how upset or angry your family
1: member gets about it, then, then you're not worthy to be my disciple. Mm. I mean, how many
2: pass? we could go to, passage after passage after passage Absolutely. that really just basically goes completely against what Pastor yeah. Big had told this woman. I mean, just don't be stubborn. You know, let some here's part of the problem also sometimes as we get older, we tend to become more stubborn. Because we think we, we've lived a lot of life. We spent all these years studying scripture, spent all these years in the Christian life. There ain't nobody going to tell me, right? Yeah. I know better than these young bucks, right? Sometimes you don't. <laughs> you get, We have to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit's counsel to us. Mm-hmm. Um throughout our entire life. And sometimes he might use a ba- a little baby to teach us.
0: Amen. That is yeah. very or funny. a
2: child to teach us. Yeah. Even when we're old.
0: And not only that, God will humble us, bro. God will bring you down to earth. Yeah. So it's it's unbelievable that uh you know we have to make so so much out of things that are very clear in scripture, wherein it's like it says, some things are just black and white. That's it. There's a lot of whole gray area, right? In between that. But again, that's going to be on the Christian's approach when it comes to being wise about certain things and have discernment about certain things mm-hmm. and that don't hurt their spiritual walk, that don't hurt their growth. Uh, but that's again, that's mature Christians that are going to deal with these things in a certain way. Uh, but the black and the white, bro, the moment Scripture tells us, how many passages in Scripture in Corinthians, and uh to believe it even in Romans, tells about, breaks right. down the covenant marriage between a man and a woman. That should be period. If it's a union between not a man and a woman, it's not a unit, and therefore you shouldn't support it. I don't care if it's your son, your daughter, right. your cousin, your niece, whatever. It's right, and it,
2: and it doesn't matter how the unbeliever reacts to it. Who cares? Right. right. Right, they're they're in the wrong place in the first place.
0: Yeah, and if you get hurt for them calling you for hypocrite them. and judgmental and all that, just think about it. We are we're sinners. Well, yeah. but at the same time, I was yeah, going to throw mean, in throw in this: Christ suffered a lot worse than being called yeah. judgmental or you know a, or a hypocrite. He suffered a lot more. Therefore, we are going to suffer these things. Yes, look at it from the perspective that. They don't understand what biblical judgment and they don't understand the way to approach and how to love someone from a biblical standpoint. They're just going to call you the names because that's just what they know to do. Because again, my brother pinpointed it. They're unbelievers. You shouldn't expect anything different than that.
2: Well, yeah, they have a different perspective uh, on it because.
0: That's okay. A different worldview and, uh, Remember, folks, when people are dead in trespasses, they're dead in trespasses. They're not going to know how to logically understand things in many ways, especially right. from a biblical perspective, from spiritual things, because right. they will not be able to derive spiritual things. And, and,
2: the, and the point is that, that that's not. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's all true. But it doesn't even matter. What's the point is we have to be obedient to Christ and his word. Amen. That's the point. Absolutely. Because we can, we think we're smarter than Christ. We think we're smarter than God. Mm. It's not a problem for God
0: right.
2: if they have go, blow a stack because we won't show up to their, you know, abomination of a wedding.
1: Mm-hmm. So what? Let them blow a stack. You right. know, sometimes they have to
2: fill the pain and the pressure of the disapproval of family members and others before and get angry and blow a stack and throw a fit and have their tantrum before they come down off of that and begin to have the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Sometimes that's how it works. I mean with an alcoholic they're going to get angry. You're not getting my beer? You're not going to go get my beer? And then they throw their fit and angry. And They start getting angry and, and, try to, and they try to manipulate through their anger mm-hmm. to try and through that manipulation, get them to go out and get the beer and do this or that or the other thing, right? They use yeah. manipulation mm-hmm. techniques like that. And uh, you have to stay firm. No. How, what do you do when you're disciplining a child? Do you just give in because the child throws a tantrum Mm. because he didn't get his way? No, you hold your ground. Okay. You want to throw a tantrum? You go throw it in your room.
1: Yeah.
2: And you can do it without supper tonight or whatever, whatever the discipline might be.
1: Right.
2: You know, how long are they going to be able to throw that tantrum before they, before it just dissipates? Right. They can't do it forever (laughs) with an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. You tell them no, you know, and you need to, you need to get, you need to stop that drinking. I ain't going to stop that drinking. Okay, fine. So then you go get other family and so forth. And you have what's called an intervention. Yeah. And you sit down in an intervention. Look, your drinking is affecting our lives. And this is how it's affecting our lives. And you just lay it all out on them. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how emotional they get. It doesn't matter how much they're hurting. Oh, it hurts me too bad. You're the one who's causing the problem. Yeah. You need to straighten up and repent of that and get right. You know, you need to go to a program where they can help you get off the alcohol, right? Well, it's the same thing with the grandson who's committing fornication. Hey, you're the one that's committing the fornication. You're mm-hmm. the one that's in sin. It, I don't care. You know, no matter how much it hurts, you need to get right with God.
1: Yeah. Amen. You
2: know, and we're going to have an intervention on you. And if you don't like that too bad, so what? We're holding our ground. You're the one that needs to change.
1: Right. Well, that's just
2: judgmental. Okay, whatever. Yeah. You know? Yeah, you, is that what you're going to tell the Lord when you stand before him at the great white throne judgment? Would you just be in judgmental? Depart from me. I never I never knew you. Off you go to eternal wrath under God for his sin and the hell that he made for himself. It's not very loving to an able sin. That's not loving. And that doesn't get anybody closer to the gospel. Mm. You want to get them closer to the gospel, make them responsible for their sin. Yeah. Let them know you go ahead and do this. You're going to lose your relationship with me. That's going to sever our relationship. And if he's close to his grandma, if he loves his grandma, he's close to, that's going to hurt him. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: He's going to have to really think about that.
1: Right. Right. Right.
2: So there's got to be clear delineations. There's got to be clear set. Okay, this is where we draw the line.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. I believe that uh, those that are calling Pastor Bag to recant, repent, are uh, justified in doing so because of that. And not only that, I also read somewhere that I believe even part of his uh, elder board, I already started. Like, wait a minute, bro, <laughs> you're way off on this one. So yeah. it's even yeah, caused a little bit of uh, uh, um, distortion within his uh, his church yeah. body. There
2: might have been some influence there from from the liberal side of Christianity that kind of convinced him of the. You know, if if he's listening to these uh, CRT Christians, these critical race theory Christians that think empathy is the greatest thing in the world. And he might've been infected by a little bit of that possibly.
0: Uh, And you know what, bro, this is good evidence to show that we all have error in our theology. It could be small error, or it could be big errors like this. (laughs) Right. Yeah.
2: Uh, It could be, I mean, that's a vital one
0: because that's a vital one. Absolutely. You know, and many lovingly are calling them out, just pleading with them in a very humble, very brotherly way. Uh, and that's what you what we can do as brothers in Christ. Not
2: believers. all of those Pharisees that Christ called out in the Gospels, not all of them died and went to hell. You get to the Book of Acts; a lot of mm-hmm. them
0: repented. Oh, absolutely! A lot of them repented.
2: A lot of them repented and became believers, and uh, and it, and the reason they repented being believers because Christ held his ground and called them out for what they were, and mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit worked on their heart. And it was the word of, that Christ gave them, which is word of God, and the work of the Holy Spirit over a period of time in their life that brought them to the truth and brought them to Christ.
0: Yep, absolutely. He didn't, he didn't,
2: he didn't enable their thoughts and their behavior. Yeah. He called them to repent right away. Repent. Right. God doesn't repent. enable anybody. No, Never. And they're evil. Mm-hmm. Nope. So, yeah. So that I think that answers that question.
0: Absolutely. And what we encourage you folks is pray for Alistair Begg. Pray that uh, conviction comes to his heart and he repents of uh, giving that advice and uh, never do it again and correct it and publicly, basically just, you know, recant that and and, and repent of it. Absolutely. We love that, brother. And uh, we just pray that uh, the Lord and Holy Spirit intervene and convict his heart of that. Hey, bro, I got some California news for you. You probably heard it. It's probably going to make you even happier that you moved out of the state of California. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. California paying for illegal migrants to gender transition. (laughs) Sparks of sparks (laughs) of fury. So illegal immigrants (laughs) are able to get a sex change in California. And guess what? Everybody that lives in California via taxes going to be paying for this, bro. Not that. Food is expensive. Gas continue to go skyrocket. Can't afford a home. You leave paycheck to paycheck, right? Everything's going up. Now, guess what? I get to pay for a sex change, bro. Not only that, not even a legal, legal citizens. Legal. Oh,
1: bro.
2: The only comfort I find in that is when Christ told the disciples, render unto God what is God's and Rinda under Caesar. What is Caesar?
0: But bro, if I pay, it, it, isn't that make me loving <laughs> towards them? I'm
2: telling you, the in- inmates are running the insane asylum.
0: <laughs> oh my God. So conservative, conservatives have reacted with fury after it was reported that illegal migrants in California can be eligible for gender affirming care from Medi-Cal, the state's version of Medicare. Beginning January 1st, all undocumented immigrants in California who meet certain criteria, such as having been resident in the state since 2014 and having income below a certain threshold, automatically qualify for Medi-Cal. The U.S. has recorded a substantial surge in illegal crossings at the southern border over the past few months, with law enforcement reporting more than 9,600 migrant encounters at day that's a day bro just here and it says uh during the first three weeks of december with 192,000 apprehensions reported for november control over the u.s mexico border looks to be a major issue during the upcoming presidential election with the demographic mayors of new york chicago and denver admitting they are struggling to deal with the influx uh lauren uh, bobert bobert She tweeted, California is not paying for illegal aliens to get sex changes. There's no punchline to this tweet. California is a punchline.
2: (laughs) California's punch drunk.
0: (laughs) Oh, I tell you, bro. You got out on time.
2: <laughs> I think they punched been punched too many times. They need to get out of the ring and let the doc look at them. Oh, They're Trying to the box serious.
0: <laughs> Are you serious with this I'm stuff? I think
2: they got a TKO. I'm telling you,
0: bro. It's.
1: <laughs> I mean,
0: sometimes I I hold back on saying I'm from California for a reason, bro. I'll stop at it's beautiful. Uh. Uh, we have beaches, uh, yeah, uh yeah. Um, desert, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mexico, and that's it. <laughs> Don't ask me about politics. Don't ask me about uh, uh, the state, the state of the state, because
2: California ain't what it used to be. You know, in the eighties, it was such a wonderful, beautiful place. Oh yeah, I mean, it was a paradise, and 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 a great economy.
0: Mm-hmm. Very, mm-hmm.
2: and they were a red state. They were. Yeah, when I moved out there, they were a red state, great economy. Uh, the Reagan years had gone by in California, and he he, he um, became president. And California was in great shape.
1: Mm-hmm. Industry
2: was strong because there were godly values that were still being implemented in government mm-hmm. right there right. were there was sound there was sound physical policy yeah there was sound social policy uh i mean to an extent i mean there was maybe there was a few things but i mean for ov- overall it was it but i tell you what it went downhill fast and all it took yeah all it took was a little bit of wickedness and evil and down it went.
0: And now we're full blown wickedness.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: Uh So um, yeah, that's ha- that. That's what happened at uh, January first here in California, bro. And the funny thing is, it just came by surprise. Like it was so oh, quiet, bro. Split. So quiet that not they, until it finally was found out for real that it was a true thing, they were like, "Oh, wait a minute." <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. These
2: these elites, they don't care what the voters think. Right? They could care less. You little peasants, you. You think you're going to tell us how to run things? You just stay in your little peasant houses. You do l- your little voting. We'll change your vote to anything we want so that we get who we want in because you little peasants, you're not smart enough to do things like we are. We're so much smarter and better than you. So you just sit down, shut up, do what we tell you, and we'll run the state and take care of things mm-hmm. because we're superior. Yeah. That's their mentality. Yeah, That's the mentality of the legislature and the governor and even a lot of the judiciary mm-hmm. in California. Yeah, They are so full of themselves, so arrogant. And what does Proverbs say? Pride goes before fall.
0: Before the fall. Mm -hmm.
2: And man, are they falling. Yes. It's become a trash heap. And now they have debt. They're in debt.
0: Big time. Big time.
2: Yeah. But. I mean, they're going to have to hit rock bottom. Just like an alcoholic does. The, 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 the elites in that state are like alcoholics.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They're going to have to hit rock bottom and fear. Uh, I mean, feel the uh, full effect and pain
0: yeah.
2: of hitting rock bottom and nobody coming and picking you up. Right. Oh, come on. I'll enable you. Yeah, no. Right,
0: right, right.
2: <laughs> you just laid down. You lay there in your vomit for a while <laughs> and think about it. You think about what you've done yourself. Yeah, it is walk off.
1: Yep. Right? Yep. That's California people, is like... Over, uh-huh. I think it's
2: like 1.6 million people left California. Mm. And you know what they're telling California? That the politicians? You you lay there in your vomit for a while. You, mm. lay, there, you lay there on the sidewalk, you know,
1: yep.
2: in your low estate for a while. Losing business. Losing us and you just think about it. You think about what you've done to yourself with your stupid policies in and outs, moving out of Oakland, in and out burger. Did you hear about that?
0: No, really? They're
2: they're closing their stores in Oakland because it's too dangerous. Oh yeah. I believe it. For their employees. Yeah, I'm mean, thinking they, they get lines around the corner. I mean, yeah. they, they do plenty of business anywhere they go. They
0: do business. Oh, absolutely. You know? They. wasn't there one that opened recently. Ah, I can't remember. It one of one of those middle it Midwest town somewhere. And bro, well, the line was blocks, and people were going every day when it first opened.
2: Their products are so quality. Yep. So yep. good, and. Simple. Simple mm. to order. And, you know, here's the thing. And a Christian owned cl- company, by the way. Those guys are gonna end up over here in North Carolina and then
0: you're gonna have to move. Uh, oh, 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 oh hey, you know what? <laughs> getting in I'm and out there and it. it tugging on my heart stronger than ever.
2: They got a new housing <laughs> development going in here. Locus. I call locusts a diamond surrounded by coal mines. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, that's good. I like yeah. that. It's, it's, Very it's, cool.
2: I mean, this place is awesome. But, but here's the thing: they're going to have to feel the pain of their own policies. Yeah, absolutely. But you, unfortunately, here's the problem: you know who feels the pain? Mm. It's the middle class and the poor.
0: The middle class. I was. That's what i point myself. Middle class. I think the middle class is disappearing slowly. you they're gonna it find will, yourself.
2: It will completely disappear.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I find it harder and harder to afford living in San Diego. It's, it's hard. It's hard, bro. It's breaking my yeah. heart. It's like, come on. Yeah. Are you serious? Well, you
2: and I both love San Diego.
0: We do. We do. And you know what? Yeah. I'm blessed then, that I still get, you know, uh, um, uh, my wages go up a little bit every year. But, they, unfortunate thing, everything else goes up. Every year that's the
2: thing yeah. you're just keeping up with inflation and the just thing keeping is, up with
0: inflation, yeah,
2: you know, as much as I love San Diego, it got to the point where it just wasn't worth living there anymore yeah. I mean it was just yeah. it was just going downhill way too much yeah and um but that that wasn't really even the reason I left. I left for family, right, right you know uh, but but but. I would have been where you are eventually um, where I'm going, okay, I don't know how much longer I can hang around.
0: Right. Right. You know? So by the grace of God, we're still hanging in there, brother, but yes, that's a new thing we have to face here in California, which again, it doesn't surprise me because California is going to do what California does or has been doing for the last many years. Like I always love to quote proverbs as a dog returns to its vomit so yeah. a fool repeats its folly and that's oh, exactly yeah. what congress in california are doing and so of course
2: that's also the definition of insanity right absolutely doing the same thing over and over, over again and expect- over again huh? expecting a different result yeah <laughs> yeah exactly
0: exactly <laughs> yeah. so yeah that was my piece uh, for today
2: all right well how much time we have you want to switch gears brother? Yeah.
0: What do you have for us, bro?
2: Well, now that we've done frustrated ourselves with
0: us. Now that I changed my mood, you know. (laughs) I
2: I can't guarantee you what I'm going to talk about is going to bring our blood pressure down.
0: (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Sorry, folks. Are you going to grind our gears even more?
2: Yeah. Uh, First, I I looked on YouTube today. And I must have found 11 or 12 videos talking about um uh, indicators of the economy uh-oh so here's what's happening
0: all right <laughs>
2: i You're
0: feel like this is i feel like this is a letterman type of oh the 10 most uh, indicators of <laughs> <laughs> uh
1: yeah well
2: anyway <laughs> <laughs> um so uh, there's predictions that there'll be about 2 million foreclosures this year. Oh, what? Yeah. Wow. And not just in California, it's across the country.
0: I was going to say, California only? <laughs>
2: nope. <laughs> it might be over 50% in California. <laughs> well, uh, that's true, bro. That <laughs> but anyway, uh, not only that, but cars aren't selling.
1: Mm.
2: I mean dealers cannot move cars to save their life. Nobody's buying them. Yeah. They're maxed out on credit cards, so and maxed out on on their credit limits. So they can't right. borrow money cuz the banks are tightening that up because the banks yeah. the banks are starting to look like used car lots with the m- amount of repossessions they've done. Over yeah. the last year. Uh I mean, repossessions are through the roof. People buy these cars thinking they can afford them. And they can't. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they're repossessed. And the banks can't sell the cars. Because nobody wants to buy them. <laughs> right. You know. Uh Because people don't have money. They're broke. Yeah. And they're, they're in debt up to their eyeballs. And they're broke. Mm-hmm. How many times have I said, don't go into debt? It'll... It'll cause problems, okay, yeah, but um anyway, so that's those are indicators that the economy is coming down mm. um they can't sell cars they- can, you know the banks don't wanna lend money they can't housing market is dropping, people are not buying houses we got I think two hundred and fifty homes are getting getting ready to get built uh on the north side of locust here. And I'm starting to wonder: Are they going to be able to sell these homes?
0: Yeah, right. You know,
2: yeah. uh, this might yeah. not be good time. What,
0: what What's the <laughs> start? The starting, like to purchase a home, are in that neck of your woods?
2: I think they've gone up to the four hundred thousands. now. Oh, okay. Here yeah. In Locust, yeah. uh, here here in this part of North Carolina. Now I know in California they're in the they're at about a million now, right? Yeah. Starting mm. around a million dollars.
0: You want yeah. if we find something cheap, it'll be 800000 easy. That's a cheap one. That's a fixer-upper.
2: Yep, yep, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it, that's insane. It shows you how much, how far the dollar has dropped in value.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep, absolutely. You know? But
2: uh, so the economy is is suffering. That's not going to bode well for Biden. But the but the, I believe that. Um, the thing that's going to make it really hard for him to win re-election, almost impossible, is the so, so, the issue on the southern border. Yeah. The immigration, the illegal immigration issue. Um, how many people they let in? It's over 300,000. I, I read somewhere the other day, mm-hmm. over 300,000 people have crossed the border. Um, that I mean, that is a midsize to large city number of people. I mean, that's more than some States have. Yeah. You know, Um, and then the battle that this thing going on between Texas and the federal government uh, that's been blowing up. Now, here's an interesting thing about that is that the whole, that whole fiasco of Mm -hmm. uh, the Texas versus the federal government Mm -hmm. is over about a a mile patch of land on the border called Eagle Pass and Shelby Park. Just a We're mile? About, about a mile. Wow. You go uh, about another mile down and you've got open gates. You got mm-hmm. an open gate. You go another quarter mile down, you got a gate that's locked up. Another quarter mile down because somebody did a video of this.
1: Oh, okay.
2: On oh. YouTube. And you've got a hole in the fence, I mean, like a, where a gate was supposed to go, and there's no gate. It's <laughs> wide open. Yeah. And where are all the National Guard guys? Over on Eagle Pass.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: And all that Constantine wire, you know, the razor wire, and all the barricades and all that, it's it's about a mile there, where they're saying, oh, well, this is where they had most of the problems of the illegals coming in. Yeah. They can walk down a mile down the road and walk right in.
0: And no problem. Yep.
2: And nobody's there guarding it.
0: <laughs> Jeez.
2: And so the whole thing's a it's a, I mean it's like theater.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, and I was thinking, oh man, they're about to get into it. No, they're not. No, it's theater. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I think a lot of it's theater just to make Biden look bad, so they can. Trump can win the election. Oh sure, but <clears throat> yeah. So that that's strategy,
0: you know,
2: <laughs> it's an election year. Yeah, that's going on. And I thought, man, this is really going to blow up because you got 25 states that are sending troops. Well, guess yeah. what? North Carolina sent a uh, National Guard down to Texas. But guess who sent them?
1: Uh the oh. The federal government. They were really? federalized.
2: federalized. Yeah, federalized? They were, huh. They were ah. federalized out of North wow. Carolina. And they were, and they were sent down there to help the border patrol.
0: <laughs> oh wow!
2: <laughs> so not everything we're seeing on the news is quite accurate
1: when yeah, it comes to right. that.
2: So that's going on, and then uh, and then now Biden's trying to get us into a war.
1: Oh, I know. <laughs>
2: so why did? So why didn't they pull those troops out? And why did they sit there and let them get bombarded without any kind of Defense, you know, either you fire back or you pull out, right? You don't just sit there and wait for somebody to get hit. Well, unfortunately, we lost three soldiers and over 20 injured when they did get hit. They were pawns in the globalist game, in a chess game. <clears throat> they were put there on purpose. They were just waiting for some soldiers to get injured or killed or both so that they could now say, oh, we're all riled up now. Oh, yeah. We got to go hit Iran now. Look what they did. Yeah. Well, you moron. You left them there as a target.
0: Bro, I can't.
2: you didn't even let them yeah. defend
0: themselves. Yeah, right, right. You know? <laughs> All I can think of is, so you know how Biden no? goes up to any podium, and he's got the, he has the hardest time saying what he's going to say, or he says it's wrong, or he can't remember A from B, nothing. I can only imagine him sitting in one of these meetings and trying to explain or try to say, let's go get him or something. It's just the mumbleness and everything that goes on. Oh, man, I, that would be painful. 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 So, so what,
2: what does every politician or president
0: do when they're
2: getting their butts kicked in a presidential election? They get us into a war. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, you know, here's so if they get us into a war, I mean, oh, I'm a wartime president. Look at me. I'm defending mm-hmm. America. Vote for me.
0: Yeah, right. Look I good.
2: Mean, it's, a, it's artificially manufactured. Yeah. Right? Plus, uh, I wouldn't put this past uh, Klaus Schwab and the boys and Soros and the boys uh, to create a crisis and then declare martial law and shut down the election.
1: Mm. Yeah. They're
2: desperate to get rid of Trump. They're desperate to stop him because they know once he gets in, they're toast. Oh yeah. And not only toast, uh, but, but burnt toast. Yep. <laughs> yep. You don't even want to butter that toast.
0: <laughs> nope. It's going straight to yep. the trash.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <Yep>. No, that <coughs> is true. Wow, wow, wow. But hey. Well, there's,
2: there's a there's a little recap.
0: Yeah, no, but you said it. We're it's an election year. You're gonna see <laughs> the weirdest, the most outrageous things, uh-huh. the most crazy strategies trying to you know i mean just look i all i all i can say just look at the last what is it we're going in eight years what has happened in our country with oh, everything that is taking place from trump to everything from the uh pandemic to <laughs> everything else inflation and now what we're well. doing
2: Folks, you got to You got to think outside the box. You got to stop letting the news media and even the alternative media doing all your thinking for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to think for yourself. People are saying, oh, I saw I saw a video today. Uh, some of these guys are so sensational with their videos. You know, mm-hmm. every mm-hmm. every every title in the video is like the world is ending. <laughs> <laughs> right you know are we gonna go survive it build it up and it's just like Kill like america survive no, nothing right and so i had one today i was looking at it and it was saying uh, uh, something about uh, the, uh biden has done it. it it's he's he's really doing it or something like you know it's like some really wild title mm-hmm. and i cut it on and he says hey, biden's gonna get us into world war three i'm going dude We've been in World War III for at least four years now.
0: <laughs> Where have you yeah, been? Right. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. We're, actually, we're actually about to start four. What are you talking about?
2: <laughs> I mean, it started It started when the pandemic started, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, yep. I mean, at least, at least at that point, right? I mean, it's a, it was a psy war and it yep. was a fifth generation war. But we've been in World War III for at least four years now. You got to yep. think outside the box, you know? Right. It's just that it, it might become a shooting war. Okay. You know, it's yeah. been a, it's been a in Cold War so far. But well, I'd say even beyond the Cold War, I mean, instead of bullets, they used biological warfare.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Uh, which is pretty effective. We're talking 11 million dead across all around the planet. And over uh, the last figure I saw was over 350 Million injured wow. so far in this World War three yeah <laughs> right yeah, and of those of you who know what I'm talking about, good for you, and those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, start engaging your brain and figure it out, yeah, I'm not enabling you
1: <laughs> right. right right.
2: Stop believing everything you're told on the media start thinking for yourself
1: yeah because we don't
2: think for ourselves we end up doing things and getting things that end up harming us
0: absolutely Uh, which and you know we've spoken about this before people just thinking for themselves which again it's lacking in the public school system they're not pushing you kids to think for themselves. They're no, setting they're, it up for indoctrination to think a certain way. Therefore, that's why you get the world we're living now. Because a lot of these kids, when Common Core and all this other crap started, indoctrination, indoctrination, this is the way you should take it as soon as you think, and completely disregarding uh, you know, kid's potential to think for themselves, to be logical about things. If
2: you can indoctrinate a child before the age of eight, you can indoctrinate him for life.
0: Absolutely. And that's
2: right out of the Tavistock Institute and the Frankfurt School.
0: Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, and they've done a lot
2: of studies on that. And they, yeah. that's, that's true. And, they, and of course, they studied it so they could do it. But uh, if you look at the cartoons today, it's a there's a ton of indo- indoctrination and in cartoons that are, that are targeted toward four and five and six and seven-year-olds.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Right?
2: Yeah. Yep. Um, they have cyborgs in there. They have sexual perversion in there. They have some of the cartoons are promoting Satan worship.
0: Yeah, homosexuality, LGBTQ, all that yeah. stuff. <laughs> and it's indoctrination.
2: Now, the only thing that can break that indoctrination, if, if they're indoctrinated before the age of eight, is the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. and the Word of God and the salvation of Christ.
1: Amen. Amen. Greater mm-hmm. is
2: He that is in us than He that is in the world. That's the only thing that can break that indoctrination.
1: Absolutely. If they
2: don't come to Christ, they will be indoctrinated their entire life, and their thinking will be so twisted and so messed up. They won't Mm -hmm. be able. They won't be able to have a coherent thought. I mean, it's just it. It's they're going to be done. Yeah. Yeah. They won't be able to think straight.
0: But it's amazing. Amazing. Done
2: on purpose.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no Mm -hmm. doubt about that. So good stuff, bro. I think we're doing good on time. If you have anything else, man, we can start. Or we can start closing out this episode. We can.
2: The one, the last thing I want to say. I don't want to leave it on that note because that's mm-hmm. the negative side. The positive side is, parents, you can you can intercept this and you can stop it at your level. Shut off the cartoons. Yep. Should I, You pay attention to what's indoctrination. Figure it out, learn it, and don't let it touch your kids. Mm-hmm. Do everything you can do to protect your kids from all of the sinister onslaught that's coming down on them.
1: Because
2: mm-hmm. there's a lot of it. So right. parents, you have to be more diligent today to protect your kids psychologically, mentally, and physically than ever before. Mm-hmm. And if you don't intentionally do that, you will lose your kids.
1: Mm-hmm. But you can stop it. So good
0: stuff, bro. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Folks, <clears throat> thank you for allowing us to share with you and go over some of. Uh, these things that we talked about with a privilege and a blessing to be able to share we can encourage you to share away our episodes uh through social media through any type of platform that you can share our podcast don't forget we are at the vortexapologetic.com. we have a full-blown web page that not only has information about us uh, who we are our mission um uh, you know, where we stand when it comes to scripture. Uh, Also, we have all our episodes of the podcast there as well. You can find some blog articles that are in there. That's probably something we need to start picking up again. Uh, But uh, yeah, there's some really good stuff in there. So don't forget to share, like, comment, send us questions and all that good stuff. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, Again, my brother, you can find him on the C-Files in Rumble. That's right, right, brother? I might
2: correct that. Uh, Yeah, it's, I'm on YouTube now. Oh, that's right. Mostly,
0: and YouTube. C-Files yeah, and YouTube.
2: Uh, Rumble, I've never been able to get a, 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 maybe one or two videos on Rumble. Oh, okay, but full-blown
0: YouTube.
2: Yeah, full-blown YouTube. Uh, C-Files, I mean, uh, I'm sorry. Um, Bitch, I've, I've had trouble getting videos on there lately as well. So. Okay.
0: so if that
2: changes, I'll let you know. But right now, it's YouTube until I can fix the other problems.
0: Good stuff. So, other than that, bro, you know what to do.
2: Well, folks, thanks for uh, joining us. Share this video. Give us thumbs up. Um, help, help to promote it because uh, everything's against anyone who's telling the truth you get too, too, too close to the truth they want to censor you they want to shadow ban you they want to do anything they can to stop the word from getting out so if you appreciate what we're putting out promote it and uh, thanks for joining us remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure we'll see you on the next podcast no catch
0: you on the flip side You have been listening to The Vortex
1: Apologetic Podcast.
0: Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to The Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at TheVortexApologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, youtube and all major podcast providers just search for the vortex apologetic and there you will find us thank you again and remember keep your mind sharp and your heart pure god bless